You're now listening to the audible sanctuary that delves into the transformative power of embracing the more tender aspects of femininity. I'm your host, Dale Pasco, committed to making the allure of gentleness irresistible and showing you that it's safe to live in the soft side of womanhood. Before we get into this episode, I invite you to say the following affirmations with me. My softness is a conduit of strength that empowers my journey. I am free to live as my most authentic self at all times in all spaces with all people. Today, I free myself from living in the limitations that others have set for me. Every day, I choose to enjoy a peaceful, fun, and beautifully graced life. I refuse to conform to stereotypes. My softness is multifaceted and distinctive. So write those down, speak them often, and remember they're most effective when applied with action. Welcome to the second episode of She's So Soft. I want to thank everyone that tuned in last week and gave feedback on the first episode, which was why she's so soft. This week, I want to jump into the misconceptions of the soft life. Let's start off with what the soft life is not. Before we get into that, actually, I've realized that when you really look at what it is to be someone who lives in a soft space, It has nothing to do with your monetary status. It has nothing to do with how many Chanel bags you have. It has nothing to do with the fact that you're married or you have a boyfriend that does everything for you. It has nothing to do with that. It really has to do with who you are as a woman, what you exude, your characteristics, your personality, how people feel when they're around you, your standards, the maintenance that you have on your inward being, all of those things that aren't always referenced when we see these videos on being a soft woman living a soft life. And if we were to look at some of the things that women say they do in order to live a soft life, which is just to wake up and exist and not have to do anything, it's like, what do you really do with your life aside from just being invested into? Do you invest in yourself besides getting your nails done and getting your hair done? Do you invest in your mind? Do you invest in your spirit and your relationship with God? Do you invest in your education? Do you invest in business? Like, what are you investing in other than the material things? I'm not trying to get ahead of myself, but I really want to break this down because I think that the soft life or being a soft woman can be frowned upon so much because there's so many people who are misrepresenting what the soft life truly is or what it looks like. And like I said, everybody may have their own definition to someone else. Living a soft life can be just doing nothing. But when I look at women who are extremely valuable, very 
honorable who are working to establish that life that they don't always have to be on edge and just be hard and always be tough all the time. It doesn't look like someone who's not doing the work on herself or partnering with God to make sure she becomes the best version of herself. It doesn't look like that. One of the biggest misconceptions of the soft life is that you are being taken advantage of. I remember when my husband and I first got married and I was learning submission in a new way. Of course, I've lived a life where I was living submitted to God, right? And God alone because I wasn't married. But when I got married, I'm just like, okay, what does this look like in regard to bringing a man in? And my husband would often say things like, Dale, you're not being taken advantage of. I would, you know, try to buck against doing certain things because I just felt like, you know, I'm being too soft. I'm being too gentle. I'm being too vulnerable. I'm being way too vulnerable. And he had to show me that in my vulnerability, I wasn't being taken advantage of. And that was a journey. I mean, we've been married. It will be four years this year. And the first two years, I would really fight against that because it was tough. You know, I was learning what it looked like to be vulnerable and not feel like somebody was going to hurt me in the process. I really had to dig through all of that to figure out what was going on and why I felt that way. And I just realized I was never in a space where I had to be vulnerable with a man. I've, you know, been with men in the past. I've been in relationships, but they were never truly pure intimate relationships. I would have sex with a man and that is an intimate act, but it's not necessarily intimacy. You know, so truly walking into a place where I was living in intimacy was different for me. And that requires a different level of surrender. I had to learn again that I wasn't being taken advantage of in that surrender. Another misconception is that the soft life means that you don't have personal goals or you just throw things to the side or you no longer have a vision for your life. Like somebody else basically takes care of everything for you. You do nothing and you just kind of get up and exist. The amount of videos that I've seen of women claiming that they have to do absolutely nothing every day except for getting up and going shopping, getting their hair done, getting massages, getting their nails done, hanging out with friends. It's actually really sad because I really question like, what is your purpose? I get it because I don't have to work, but I still have a vision. Like I still have things that I'm working on. I still make money. I'm still impacting the community. I'm still showing up, ministering. So many different things. Like I don't allow myself to just exist. Have something that you're looking forward to every day, read books. And I'm not saying that these women aren't doing that but if you're not you should definitely dig a little deeper and figure out why you're okay with just existing and not pouring into yourself I don't know everybody's life story so there may be some things that some women aren't sharing which is perfectly fine this isn't a knock however I was listening to one lady and she literally was saying that she does nothing literally every day she was mentioning how she had children with her husband and he takes care of the kids, but he works all day, almost every day. And she stays home, but she said she doesn't even know her children's school schedule. This may look different for everybody, but I feel like you should still have a vision of some sort. The next misconception is that you have to limit yourself to being a housewife. There's so many different things that come with being 
a stay-at-home mother or being a housewife and there's nothing wrong with that and I would actually love to see the black community accept that a lot more. What I am saying is living a soft life does not mean you just have to be a housewife. The next misconception is that you have to look like the social norm of what a soft woman is, meaning you have to become that social media soft woman. Same body type, same type of speaking, same type of clothing, same type of friendships. We're not all going to look the same. The soft life is so much deeper than your external appearance. I know a lot of women who keep their hair done, they keep their nails done, they stay dolled up, and they're extremely hard-hearted. They live a tough life. It doesn't matter how you dress something up, it matters what's on the inside of what you're dressing up. Lastly, the soft life is not just you being invested into with no means of ever investing into yourself, which takes me to what I believe the soft life is first things first i believe the soft life is choosing to wholeheartedly submit your life to god trusting him with your life acknowledging your value and accepting your worth and this is a life journey you understand like this isn't something you just learn overnight Every day, we're learning how to submit to God more and more. There are things that are going to come every day to tackle that and tear that down. But the more you submit to God, the more you learn to accept who you are, to live in the standard of God. Submitting to God is the safest place you can be, the softest place you can land. The Bible speaks about the way of a transgressor and how that way is hard. Proverbs 13, 15 through 16 states that good understanding giveth favor, but the way of the transgressor is hard. Every prudent man dealeth with knowledge, but a fool layeth open his folly. The Amplified Version says, good understanding wins favor from others. But the way of the unfaithful is hard, like barren, dry soil. Every prudent and self-disciplined man acts with knowledge, but a close-minded fool who refuses to learn displays his foolishness for all to see. The message version says, sound thinking makes for gracious living, but liars walk a rough road. A common sense person lives good sense. Fools litter the country with silliness. So if you're constantly transgressing against the things of God, you're going to live a life that is hard. It is going to be extremely tough. It is going to be unfavorable. The next reality of a soft life for me is being honest with where you are and how you got there. Who are you? Why are you where you are? How did you get where you are? Are you happy with where you are? Do you want to create a new reality for yourself? Because you can always create a new reality. When you want to live a, an extremely authentic life, then you have to have some honest conversations with yourself. Listen, I'm not enjoying where I am right now. I feel like my life is extremely rigid. I have no peace here. I feel like X, Y, and Z is going wrong. What do you need to do to get out of that life, to feel more safe and secure in the life that you're in? That is, I believe, one of the foundations of a soft life. Another thing that I believe makes a life soft is setting goals and actually completing them. If you don't have a vision, then... What's the point of creating goals? If you don't have goals, you have no plans. If you don't have plans, you're not getting things done. You don't need a schedule. You don't need a to-do list. You don't need any of that. 
So one way to establish a soft life is to set goals and complete your goals. It doesn't matter if you're married. It doesn't matter if you're single. It doesn't matter if you have children. If you don't have children, you still want to have a vision for your life. You want to live a life that you can wake up every day with purpose. There are days that it's okay to get up and just say, hey, you know what? I'm not doing anything today. Or I am having a day where I'm just getting pampered all day, maybe once or twice a week. There's nothing wrong with that. You should still have a vision so that when you get out of that space, you have something that you can work towards. Every day you should have something you're working towards. And a lot of times you see people who end up depressed because they're not living in purpose, right? They're not serving the needs of other people. They're not showing up and impacting their community. They're just being. That is depressing. And it sounds fun. It sounds like it's soft because it's just like, oh, I don't have any responsibilities. But the vision for your life is going to require you have some type of responsibilities. And it's okay to have these responsibilities. Maybe your responsibility is that you wake up every day and you take your children to school. Do you have a routine for them? Do you have a routine for yourself? Or maybe your husband is that one that's taking care of everything. What are you doing to contribute to your household? It doesn't all have to be about materialistic things or you having a business or being an entrepreneur, but you should still have a vision for your life. The next thing that I believe makes a life soft is establishing an ecosystem for your life to be glorifying to God and abundantly wealthy. An ecosystem for your life. What does your life require from you? How do you establish such a life that things are always growing? How are you creating an ecosystem for things to flourish as they grow? How are you establishing wealth in your life? And not just monetary wealth, but the wealth of your soul, the wealth of your spirit, the wealth of your body, the wealth of your mind. What are you doing to establish an ecosystem of wealth in your life? I know a lot of people who have money, money, but they live a very impoverished life because of their mindset, because of their actions, because of their thoughts about themselves. If your thought about yourself is always negative, you're not living a wealthy life as you think you are. It doesn't matter if you have a million, five million dollars in the bank. If you don't see the wealth of being who you are, your life isn't as wealthy as you think it is. So what are you doing to establish an ecosystem for your life that is glorifying to God and establishing abundant wealth? The next thing that I truly believe helps to create a life that is soft is taking care of your well-being and taking care of others. That looks different for everyone. What does it require to be you? One thing I do every two weeks is I go get a massage like clockwork every two weeks. The first portion of my massage is getting a relaxation massage, right? Two weeks after that, I get my deep tissue massage. And after I get my massages, I go like clockwork, I sit at Starbucks and I get, you know, one of my drinks and then I go sit by some water and I read a book or I take pictures or I just sit there and do nothing. I am learning more and more what it requires to be me, what it requires to take care of myself. I like reading. I love learning. I love creating. I like dressing up. I love being around my husband and my daughter. Although I love music, I love silence. I probably drive in silence more than anything. I know the people I want to be around. I know the people that I don't really desire to be around. I know those that I can work with. I know those that I don't desire to work with and I hope I never have to work with. But if I do have to work with them, I've done the work on my soul to make it through situations, you know? So what does it look like to take care of your well-being and to be able to show up for others. If I don't take care of me, I can't take care of anyone else. If you don't take care of you, 
you can't take care of anyone else. So this is a very important question because you don't ever want to go into the world taking care of other people. You're taking care of other people, but you still haven't figured out what it looks to take care of you. That's how you end up burnt out. And we don't have time to be burnt out because living in burnout is a hard life. It's a trans, it's a transgressed life and you're not a transgressor. So the way of your life should not be hard. It should be soft. It should be you know, well taken care of, but you have to learn what it looks like to take care of yourself first. The next thing that I believe creates a soft life is loving yourself as, or I'm sorry, loving others as you love yourself, right? So that goes back to taking care of yourself in order to be able to help assist other people. If you don't love yourself first, right? If you, first of all, let's go here. If you don't allow yourself to accept the love of God, then you're not allowing yourself to love you either. And if you don't know how to love yourself, how are you giving love to other people? Are you even giving love at all? I see people who cannot stand themselves and it shows up in their relationships. It shows up in their inconsistencies in relationships. It shows up in the ways that they drop people that trust them with their vulnerabilities. It shows up in the way that they hurt people just because they feel like they can They cuss people out. They treat them wrong. You know when you see a mother who just talks to her child any type of way? That woman hates herself. There's no way the seed of your womb is on this earth and you belittle them in such a way and sit around and say that you love yourself so much. There's a a lie in there somewhere. Because if you love yourself, why would you not want to give that love to those who come from your very being. And not just that, but to people in the world. When you love yourself, when you know that you're loved by God for real, you want other people to experience that love, which means you create a better atmosphere for other people to enter into when they walk into your life or when you walk into their life. But when you hate yourself, then it's impossible to love other people from an authentic place or a genuine place. The next thing that I believe establishes a soft life is being present in the moment. Give yourself permission to enjoy your life, to be present, to have fun, to see the beauty in everything. Allow yourself to stop for a moment and admire the scenery around you. Sit in the joy. Sit in the fact that your soul is at rest. Give yourself permission to be present in the moments and don't always be looking for the next thing. Don't always be anticipating things to go wrong either. Not able to feel because you've become numb because you don't want to live in the disappointment. I know what it is to live in that place. When you're anticipating the bad, guess what? The bad is going to come. And that's a hard life to live. One thing I've learned is to expect God to always be good. The next thing is to do the soul work. Allow yourself to have moments where your heart breaks. That's probably one of the best things I've heard. I remember I was going to a womanhood ministry and at the time it was led by Dee Reed. And she said, allow your heart to break. I was going through an extremely rough time and I said, okay, God, you can take me through this process. Like it's not comfortable. It hurts a lot. I'm depressed. I don't want to get up. I don't want to see the sunlight. I barely want to talk to you, but you are my lifeline. And life is extremely, extremely hard right now. It was hard to get up and go to work. It was hard to take care of my daughter at that time. But when I sat in that and I said, okay, I'm going to allow my heart to break. That stubborn heart, that hardened heart, that pained heart, that heart that had so much anger and sorrow in it had to break so that it could 
be cleansed from me and God could give me a brand new heart that was soft, that was pliable, that was able to be touched, right? That wasn't numb. So doing the soul work looks like giving yourself permission to heal. It looks like surrounding yourself with people who are going to tell you the truth and love. And it may not always be what you want to hear, but it's necessary for your growth. That's doing soul work. Intentionally befriending people who love you enough to love you enough. Because sometimes you can be around people and they swear they love you, but they never tell you the truth. They never challenge anything that you do. They never say, hey, why do you do this? Why do you think that way? Why do you belittle yourself? Or why do you talk so highly of yourself and belittle other people? So sitting with God and saying, okay, God, listen, I'm going to let you know what's going on. I'm going to pour everything out just so you can start pulling up those things that's in my heart. Doing the soul work is not always uprooting things. Sometimes it's you allowing things to take root or you actually working with what's already taken root and choosing to water it so that it can grow. And that makes your life so much softer. It makes it so much, I won't say easier, but eventually it becomes easier because you're doing the work up front to enjoy the fruits in the long run. The last thing is giving yourself permission to live authentically in your grace and capacity. That's another reason I loved the message version of Proverbs 13, 15 through 16. Because again, it says sound thinking makes for gracious living, but liars walk a rough road. A common sense person lives good sense. Fools litter the country with silliness. When you give yourself permission to live authentically in your grace and capacity, you position yourself to live a gracious life. Gracious means courteous, kind, and pleasant. It's when you're polite, when you're civil, when you're decorous, when you're ladylike. Graciousness is also showing divine grace. It's being merciful, being forgiving, being compassionate, forbearing, humane, soft-hearted, sympathetic, and tolerant. Tolerant can be subjective depending on what's going on. Ultimately, the soft life has more to do with the woman you are. Are you kind? Are you giving? Are you respectful? Are you focused? Are you witty? Are you intelligent? Are you smart? Are you intently busy? Do you give yourself permission to rest? Are you determined and goal-driven? Are you organized? Are you loving? Are you a breath of fresh air? Are you an asset to the life that you enter? Soft life is creating a life that you don't want to or have to escape from. So in closing, the hard life is full of sorrow. It's not favorable. It's not desirable. It's not living in purpose. This life is full of ignorance and you won't find any bliss in it. I cannot stand when I hear people say ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is not bliss. A hard life is not your portion. You hear that? A hard life is not your portion. Comparing yourself to others or taking on the demands of who the world says you should be will push you into a hard place. You'll have to fight your way out. Truth be told, you may be knocking things down to get out of there right now. Keep going. Do the hard work. Do that hard work because eventually you're going to see the fruits of that softness coming through. Obey and trust God. Love on yourself love others, be okay with being different. Know that your life's definition of what it looks like to be soft or to live in a soft space will look different from the next woman's definition, but that doesn't make it wrong. 
Whatever your life's caliber of living in a soft space looks like, give yourself permission to do just that and be her. I ask that God give you grace and the know-how to come out of any places that you may be living a transgressed life. On the next episode, we are going to meet here again and talk about some reasons that you should be high maintenance and why it's okay to have high standards. Thank you for tuning in to She's So Soft. Remember, you're too soft to be acting so hard.